gun. You said crossing the streams was bad. Track Guide, Season 2, Episode 5 of Cross the Streams Podcast. Kip here, Kane's out, paternity leave, brand new father. Congrats, bro. Uh, so I do the interview today with Nick Lawson, CEO of Squad Sports. Think you'll like a lot of what Nick has to say about the interviewing process, digital fan experiences at professional games, and social media targeting. Uh, and then I bring in my wife, bring in the ringer, Kelly Ione, Mrs. Ione, who's been on the podcast before to do a reaction segment to Nick and I's talk. Uh, Cross the Streams Podcast, Season 2, Episode 5, full episode interview reacts but first before we get to it a word from our sponsor this episode of Cross the Streams podcast brought to you by Joseph McCoy of Tom James Clothing in Portland. Tom James Company is the world's largest manufacturer of custom clothing, making high-quality custom suits and custom dress shirts for busy professionals across the world. Joseph McCoy, Tom James Clothing, today's sponsor of Cross the Streams. I've been using Joseph for the last two seasons down here in Salem. He's had me looking fitted in my best on the sidelines. J.McCoy, M-C-C-O-Y at TomJames.com. All right, Cross the Streams podcast, Kip Ione, Kane Ione, Kip solo today. Kane is actually waiting for the birth of my niece, so his first child, uh, Ava, is on her way today. Nice. Uh, so I guess I got to do the hard work with our guest today on, on Cross the Streams. I got another bear cat with me. You guys out there know I'm always excited to bring more bear cats on the show. And this one is a, it's a crazy story how we met, but Nick Lawson, CEO at Squad Sports, is with me. And Nick, like we didn't know each other until about a month ago. And now here we are, two Bearcats talking. We've been talking almost daily about stuff, but this is Nick Lawson. Nick, how you doing today, man? I'm good, man. It's sunny in Portland, which is always good. good. Exactly. Um, We're in that time now where we can lie to people that Oregon's (laughs) always nice outside. Exactly. Funny story. (laughs) On my recruiting trip, uh, it was sunny. It hailed. It rained. And then it was sunny again. And uh, everybody else's recruiting trip that came up, it was beautifully sunny. Um, so we're like, man, I didn't know it rained this much. But on my recruiting trip, for whatever that day in the summer, we got some hail. It was. Hey, man, that's true, right? My yep. my assistant and I always feel bad when an Arizona kid, a California kid, comes up and it's nice. It's almost like false recruiting. Like we got to mm-hmm. show you the rain so mm-hmm. you're ready for it. <laughs> so Nick Nick was a football player here at Willamette for the Bearcats, 2008 to 2012, and then you got you went to the MBA program, Atkinson School of Grad of, of Management. 2012 to 2014. And Nick, I really just want to give you a chance to tell people kind of your journey, your career path. Uh, we met because you gave us a freaking like eye-opening demo here in the athletic department about social media targeting and, and that type of thing. But I want to give you a chance. Take us how you got to Willamette, where you went with the master's degree, and what squad sports is. And you got open mic, and I'll throw some questions at you as you're talking. But I think your story is awesome, and, and I want the, the audience to hear it. Yeah, definitely. Um, Bay Area kid, grew up in El Cerrito, California, just a little bit north of Berkeley and Oakland. Hey, does um, that mean you're sad about last night's Warriors? I'm no. a little sad. <laughs> um, I still think we're going to take the series, but man, I, I was so there good. when, you know, we, like Bellinelli was our top draft pick. Like, <laughs> we're talking Dunleavy was the best guy on our team. So, so like, you're loyal. I respect that. And, you're not a bandwagon guy. You know, no matter what, we got KD and it was surreal. I'm just like, I always have this thing during games. Like we've my entire life, the Warriors have blown it, and yeah. blow it. And you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's it's just this feeling that you know, 
I'm a Raiders fan as well, so I still get that today. Um, but but yeah, Bay Area kid, uh, grew up down there, um, played football. Um, you know, was shopping around some schools, uh, and Willamette sent an email to my head coach and said, "Hey, you got any kids?" And my head coach said, "Hey, Nick, there's this place." And I was like, I have no idea what Willamette is. Um, uh, worked with Coach Tanner. Um, he got me up on a recruiting trip, loved what they were doing. My parents loved that it was a good academic school. There was definitely some schools I was looking at that weren't so academic uh, for football. Um, but really just great atmosphere. Um, and, and again, I was a California kid who kind of saw the hail but did not know it was raining. Uh, right. And it would rain for eight months out of the year. But, you know, had a great experience there. Um, you know, never was that the guy, you know, really was a scout team guy, but, uh, I just love to play football. So, you know, yeah. kind of came in, in day in, day out. Uh, coach Speckman was here. Those of you yep. that know about Willamette, Mark Speckman, legendary motivational speaker. Yep. I mean, the man, the man literally has no hands and it's, dominates in every, every facet of his day, you know? So that, that's yep. amazing. And shorts connection with sports again, Tanner Smith, who recruited you. He coached at Missoula Sentinel when I was playing at Billing Skyview. Oh, no way. You, know, don't, you can remind Tanner. We found <laughs> him. Just so he nice. can remind him. I always did in the office. Like, Tanner, come on, man. It's 42. <laughs> Love <laughs> it. Um, go ahead. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, played football under spec. Freshman year was wild, undefeated in, in, until the playoffs. Uh, lost by a field goal. Um, but that was a great season. Uh, you know, still still did pretty well. Beat Linfield. Uh, sorry yeah. for any Linfield listeners, but yeah, that's, that's a big all that matters for Linfield football. Right. Beat Love um, it. So you know, great ride. Had a ton of fun uh, and really got disciplined. Right when you're a student athlete, you get into a little bit of groove of hey, here's weightlifting, here's spring ball, um, you know, here's here's a conditioning class, um, and that really helped me go through college. In fact, my last semester after football season was over, I kind of didn't know what to do. Uh, just because I didn't have conditioning class and yeah, I didn't have weightlifting, time, yeah. yep. uh, it was pretty amazing. Um, but you know, from there, uh, I got my undergrad degree in art and design. Um, I wanted to, I wanted to work at Pixar for for a while um, mm -hmm. and be an animator. Came out with, you know, a degree. Started looking at internships. Got one with the Salem Kaiser Volcanoes, but uh, quickly found an art degree does not get you as far as you would like. Um, right. And that's kind of when I started uh, looking at the Willamette MBA program, great program, small class size, just like Willamette. Um, and I always knew I wanted to work in sports. That was kind of the goal. So yeah. throughout my MBA program, really focused on, you know, Salem Sabres were a basketball team here in town, worked sponsorship with them for my internship for that, for that summer, mm -hmm. um, but really focused on sports. Um, graduated, came up to Portland, said, hey, I'm going to go work for one of these sports teams. And I probably had like 10 interviews in a month and lost every single interview to what it seemed like was a University of Oregon or OSU oh, grad. Right, it worked D1 over D3. Ah. Worked odds in, knew, you know, had done pit crew, had done all this, which is amazing. Great experience. I just didn't have it. And yeah. to be honest, in the sports world, I was a little overqualified. When you have an MBA, you're oh, you really? know, yeah, you know, it's the sports world's very interesting when you get in. There's a mentality yeah. of you get in at ticket sales where you're going to grind it out for mm -hmm. hours and just get people to tell you no on the phones uh, and work your way up, which is amazing because you kind of see how sports work. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and to be honest, I had very little experience. So, I mean, if I was hiring, I'd kind of say, hell, yeah, let me do the Otzen guy who has worked Oregon games compared Got to it. the guy, you know, who did some minor league stuff. Um, yeah. 
Is that but, similar? You found like we 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 find this on the recruiting trail where people argue against liberal arts because we're great theory and thinkers. So were you finding yourself like, hey, I got I got a master's degree in thinking about this stuff, but people had done the application somehow jumped in front of you. Yeah, you know what made what made me unique, and I didn't do a great job of conveying this. Is at the time social was really coming up. Um, yeah, and with everything social design was a huge thing. Um, yeah, and I didn't focus on you know, my studio art degree or my design degree. And that was okay. my biggest mistake. I could have probably destroyed and said, here's here's a group of Facebook posts. And this is, you're not just hiring a marketer, you're hiring at right. this, right? And that's where right. I think liberal arts comes into it is you're, you're doing something that makes you think, right? Whether it's mm -hmm. philosophy or sociology, whatever you, you want, um, you can make that work for whatever position you have. Uh, and that's yeah. what I didn't do early in my career. That probably would have helped propel yeah. me it was my yeah. strongest it was my strength and i didn't really push up on that side yeah and that's, that was probably hard to show on your resume huh you know very it's, hard it's not like you can send them a packet of i mean maybe you could in hindsight but just how yeah. to display that strength was probably something you hadn't had experience with i mean i yeah it, the big thing was uh i had made a portfolio and and printed it out and would literally hand it to somebody uh, at my interview of mm -hmm. just all the art I had done around sports and some ideas for social media activation. Um, and, you know, I had some people come back and say, hey, this portfolio is great. Thanks for giving it to me. I'm sure I had some people who threw it immediately in the trash. Um, <laughs> right. But, uh, you know, what I really learned in that whole process, uh, and it's funny how it turned into me starting my own company instead of getting a job, is it's all about the relationships. It's all about who you know. Um, it's all about, you know, connecting with them. It's all about um, finding that person who can get you and champion you uh, mm -hmm. to the position you want to be in and understanding your strengths. Had yeah. I gone to, had I, instead of interviewing, met with the head of marketing, asked them a ton of questions about how a design degree could fit in. And mm -hmm. then when that position opened up, had him champion me or her champion me, would have mm -hmm. been way easier. So I think that's the key. Everybody, everybody pretty much today has a college degree. Um, mm -hmm. Everybody seems like when I graduated with an MBA, everybody had an MBA. Um, yeah. How can you kind of take your strengths um, and you know build those relationships to push forward? That's off. That's that's amazing. You say that, like, and obviously people that listen to us across the stream title for Canyonized Podcast is taking all these tidbits, whether it's from coaching, a book, a movie, an interview, like what you just said, know your strengths and apply them. Like I scream that at my guards every day, oh, like shoot the ball. That's what God put you on the earth to do. Stop dribbling it or vice versa. You know, yep. and it's amazing that that still applies. You being a former athlete yourself, I'm sure you heard that on the football field. Do yes. what you do and yep. the rest will take care of itself. It's it's almost the game. It's, it's when I <laughs> when I meet young people, it's just like, Okay, well, why do you want to do social media? Oh, it's it'll pay a lot, or I think it's a great gig. Well, you're really good at like finance, or you're really good minded at this. Yeah. So why do you want to go do that? You're gonna get in that job and be bad at it. Yeah. And then once yeah. you're bad at it, you're gonna hate it. And then once you yeah. hate it, you might be stuck financially, and you're stuck in a job you don't like. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Where it's you know even taking a lesser job to be able to grow to where you want to be from what I've seen has just been 10 X of happiness value and, in, in, in getting forward on that. Um, right. so that's really understanding your strengths. Um, yeah. and really that's kind of where it shifted. I went and did all these interviews, couldn't, didn't fit the cut mold. Mm -hmm. Um, 
you know, had this idea for the sports app that would engage fans just because at the times apps were just highly place to engage. Okay. And um, the big thing was, is how can I get that, this phone that everybody has to be an extension of the game, to really engage you, build a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so turned an informational interview after a few inter, uh, emails to the Winterhawks. Um, they actually were looking for an app that did more than stat scores highlights. Yeah. Uh, sat down, uh, chatted with them, and kind of said, hey, look, if I make this, will you guys buy it? Uh, they said, send me what you have. Uh, I went home and on Photoshop, mocked some stuff up, had nothing coded. Uh, yeah. Walked in the room and said, this is the idea for the application. Here's what it's going to do. Um, yeah. And two weeks later, I think, had a contract <laughs> for oh, our first team. Right? Um, and I didn't develop. Uh, my co-founder didn't develop at the time. Now he is a coder. Um, mm-hmm. I had never, I had never even seen like an HTML page code yeah. and I had just gotten an $8,000 contract to build an application in four months. <laughs> that required um, that. Um, and, and you know, it was, it was literally like the afternoon after getting on LinkedIn, typing in web developer, uh, yeah. and just, you know, like seeing which one of my friends are web guys or which who can dev, uh, in yeah. scrambling. But you know, that made it really exciting just because here's this huge challenge I have. Mm-hmm. But I was able to convince somebody that this is the future. This is something yeah. that's going to be valuable. And, you know, the Winterhawks are pretty innovative for our team. And, and Kelly, the VP over there, is great. And, um, you know, they gave me the shot. Uh, and, you know, the first year the thing broke. We missed <laughs> deadlines. Um, yeah. In fact, first game on, had 500 people ready to play fantasy, and the thing crashed right at game time. Oh. Um, so, you know, uh, had some rough patches, but, you know, kept going in fact as literally the night the thing is crashing the next morning i have a sales call with the seattle store and uh we end up closing them on a contract and we don't even have the winterhawks app fully done (laughs) um so it was a whirlwind you know we were drinking out of fire hydrant uh time but it you know it was one of the most fun parts and and again building off that strength i can pitch that vision um the design helped me to sort of build you know what what we needed to build pitch the vision mm-hmm. with the design. Um, I just had to get really good at executing. And that was kind of yeah. the next hurdle. But um, but yeah, that's kind of how, how I started my own company and got So when you it. went into that meeting with the Winterhawks, did Squad exist or just this app idea? It was an idea based on a paper from MBA school that looked at how minor league teams compete with major league teams in, a minor, in the same market. So how the Winterhawks compete yeah. with the Blazers. And they had to be different. They had to scale well and tech did that. Yeah. Um, so I had this idea, but yeah, it was, I, I thought I was trying to get a job and kind of turned right. it into, you know, if I build this thing, will you make it? Um, thinking full, fully thinking that they would say no, or say yeah. when you build it, then I'll sign the contract. Um, right. so it was, you know, I took my shot. They said yes. Yeah. Um, but it's, uh, yeah. Now when you look back, it's amazing that they, oh. they took a shot on a guy. I don't think they, they probably, you know, if you ask Kelly today, he probably was like, yeah, I thought they were like really good coders. You know, uh, <laughs> I just made, I made the thing look really good on Photoshop, right. but, um, but no, I was just took a shot and, and, and just same thing with, with football and, and athletics just didn't give up. Right. Mm-hmm. Man, we got this next challenge. We got a second client that app's not even done. It's breaking for them as well. Oh, Nick, you just pulled in the third client. 
you know, yeah. and we, we don't even have a full-time dev yet. Um, so, but that's really how you grow fast and you learn uh, on that mm -hmm. side. Did you have, do you feel like you had, you relied on, let's go back to college athletics, people management, task completion, like, was it a mix and match of both those things in the early going? You know, how, how did you keep, like you mentioned, uh, you, you're drinking out of a fire hydrant. How'd you survive? Um, you know, the biggest thing, and, and definitely, you know, time management for athletes was huge. Um, I think the biggest thing is just like one thing that I find with all athletes that set us apart, especially college athletes, because the college athletic game is way different than the high school athletic game. I mean, it's mm -hmm. you're, you get two degrees. You get your degree and you get your degree in athletics. You're spending yeah. almost just as much time on the field and in the weight room, in the film room. Um, but when something goes wrong, um, not being like, okay, well, we took our shot. That's yeah. it. Let's just, let's just, let's just hang it up. I think that's what people, people, when we talk to them about our journey, our story is there has been so many times where things have broken. Clients have left. Um, people haven't been happy where most people I think would have hung it up. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, athletes just don't quit. I mean, that's just, right. you're, you have a goal, you're trying to hit it. You understand that a turnover in the second quarter um, you're trying to win the game, but you're not going to be pissed off about it or be like, man, I turned the ball over. That's game. Coach bench me. Yeah. Throw me on the bench. Um, yeah. That's the biggest piece that I think set us apart. You know, my co-founder was the same way. Uh, not a college athletic guy, but um, did so in high school. And we mm -hmm. just survived, man. Just kind of yeah. survive in advance until you get to a point where you can keep going. And to this day, it's a lot of survival. Um, but um, I could only imagine if the first time it crashed, even if the winter Hawks would have fired us, had I just mm -hmm. been like, cool, I'm going to go get a nine to five. Um, yeah. compared to this thing has taken us to New York for an accelerator to Pittsburgh. Um, you know, I've met a bunch of great companies, met a bunch of great people that never would have happened if, if when, you know, a few things went wrong, we were mm -hmm. just like, let's just hang this up. The, you know, in, in the short time that, that, that I've known, you know, you've been coming back from meeting with the university of Oregon. You're at Alene Casino in in uh, north of Vancouver. So you you've got this diverse range of people you're working with. Just tell me about what squad's doing now. Like where where are you guys at? You can dive into the app a little bit even more than you've described. What do people need to know about you guys? Yeah, you know, and and really it goes back to to uh, my grandfather was a sports writer in Dayton, Ohio. It's kind of where I got my sports bug from. Um, not too many other sports people in my family. Um, but what I have of his is a 1947 Cincinnati Reds scorecard that he actually oh filled God. out at a game. Uh, it's awesome. It's one of the things yeah. that didn't get thrown out after he passed away. Um, <laughs> right. And, you know, it's littered with sports sponsorship. And it makes total sense because attention back then was on the, how you built a relationship was a scorecard. You filled out the sure. scorecard as they were connecting. Uh, today, fast forward, the attention's on the phone. Um, mm -hmm. yet a lot of teams are still doing sort of the, the analog, uh, things like paper scorecards, uh, even in stadium signage to connect with fans. Um, and there's just a, a disconnect, um, yeah. to grabbing attention digitally on a phone and not just, Hey, here's a banner ad, but how can I engage? So at squad, we build fantasy games, digital scratchers, scoreboard games, um, to really build relationships with the fan, uh, to the mm -hmm. team as well as the sponsor. Um, just to in increase that experience and have them have a great time uh, during during the sporting game, during stoppages, all that. 
So is this something that you guys um, like you hear a lot in, in the mainstream media about, hey, take the NFL, for example. They've got such a great product at home. Like mm -hmm. if I get on Red Zone with my oldest son, we're going to be there for 11 hours. We love it. If I bring up, let's go see the Cowboys play the Seahawks. He's literally going to pause for a second and say, hmm, is that as good as me sitting here? So is that where you come in for the not, not just the NFL, mm -hmm. obviously, but other sports teams, clubs? Like how do we really enjoy being there? Yeah, you know, that's a part of it. Um, I'll say overall, and you're seeing this with teams, having, you know, a bar area right next to courtside, um, mm. doing those different physical things um, is going to be the game changer. How do I make yeah. it better? Because, I mean, as a Warriors fan, there's nothing better being at Oracle, even if you're in yeah. the 300 level. Now, if the yeah. Warriors are getting blown out, then I might think, okay, well, maybe next time I don't want, you know, back in the right. day, the tickets were like 40 bucks for four <laughs> tickets with four hot dogs, four you sodas. Azubuki? You mean he yeah. wasn't selling seats? Right. I, I actually met uh, Kalena at a, at a Safeway for a signing event. Get out of here. I have his autograph somewhere in my house. Um, so good. Right. Um, but, you know, there's there's the stadium side. But then um, I think the bigger piece is is, again, that relationship. Although mm -hmm. you can use the digital outside of the stadium to connect with fans, what you need to do is not so much. Hey, let's pull you. You know, my, my our, our trivia scoreboard game is not going to you're not going to come to the game just for that. Maybe a few people will. But right. when you really think about that, hey, there's a bar right next to the, the side booth. They're doing autographs. Um, there's a lot of digital activations around the stadium. Um, that's just another reason to say, hey, this is worth my value. Um, mm -hmm. And what we tell teams all the time is if you give fans value, then they'll give it back, you know, two, mm -hmm. three, four X. And yeah. we're just one piece of many to be able to say during this timeout, I can go grab your attention and make this worth it for your fans to help build that relationship mm -hmm. on that side. Excellent. So now that you've been doing it for how, how long have you guys been doing it now? Three, four years? It's been four years now. Yep. Four years. I bet that's flown by obviously. Yeah. Uh, now that you've done it and you've got clients and you've tried different things, is there a, like if somebody comes to you now, let's say Portland starts a WNBA team, mm -hmm. do they come to you and they get your like template to success? We're always going to start with these three ideas and build off that or are you going unique into each individual client that approaches you? Yeah, you know, it's there's never a one size fits all. What I usually ask first is, hey, what you do, what are you doing? Uh, how are you connecting with fans? Is it any digital? Is it a little bit digital? Um, and then I, I kind of say, what are your goals? Mm -hmm. um, get in that sense of that, but then you kind of have to get a little bit deeper and say, okay, well, are your sponsors asking for digital? And they might say, well, not too much. Okay, well, the last sponsorship meeting, did digital come up? Oh yeah, actually it came up a lot. Okay, great, how are you guys fitting that? Oh, actually we don't have a lot of inventory. Kind of go to them and say, look, my job is to help you sell more sponsorship. These things are gonna engage fans. Um, but my job is to help you go into that partner and when they say, I want this, and I think that digital is the best way to do that, that you can say, hey, here, I have this perfect thing for you. Um, what I always say as well is, is look, I'm going to chat with you. Um, if you if you can't use my product, then I'm not going to push you to sell anything. If literally none of your um, partners are looking for digital, uh, if none of your partners are looking for digital, then don't buy it. Um, mm -hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing, especially in sales. Anybody trying to get into sales and business, you got to be okay with people not needing your product. You got to be okay with not fitting everybody. 
Uh, and then you yeah. have to be okay with saying, uh, this is the bigger piece, I can't help you, but you could probably get some value here. Because um, your right. job is not to close money. Your job is to help this person get better uh, at mm -hmm. that side. So really, I just try to see what are your sponsors looking for? What are you looking to achieve? How can I help you if I can't help you? How else can I help you? You know, even if it's you not buying anything. Um, yeah. But that goes that goes a long, long way because what you start to learn is um, for my customers, what do they need? Therefore, mm -hmm. I can tailor my activations around. I've talked to them enough. I haven't just sat there and said, I think this is what they need. You've actually talked to your customers and, and you can actually turn that into, great, I'm going to go into this next meeting and I know that the answer is going to be sponsors are looking for digital and they're going to say, mm -hmm. that's exactly what I need. Um, mm -hmm. And that was a big turning point. We, went, we started off as a company of saying, you need to be doing this uh, to going to, hey, what do you need? Okay, this is your biggest problem. Okay, we have some activations. Let's see if we can help that and, yeah. and get that working. So, I mean, that's just in life, though. I mean, it's right. job interviews. Don't go in and say, "Hey, you should be doing this." <laughs> in a job interview, you're for, and this is crazy. People don't always believe this, but your first thing is when somebody after the "Tell me about yourself," your first thing should be, uh, you know, well, how do you think we can help you? Your first thing should be, what are you guys really focusing on? What's the what's the biggest hurdle you guys need? that will just immediately start a conversation and then you can just say, well, look, you guys are looking for this. I can help with this, this, and this. I mean, that's a, that's a no brainer. They should yeah. <laughs> offer you in the room. Right. Um, but it's really just understanding what people need, seeing if you can help. And if, if you can't help being fine with walking away. The quick, only a couple more questions. So we can let you get back to work. You and I met and you, you, like I mentioned before to everybody sat down with a bunch of the coaches here at Willamette University Athletics. And we talked social media targeting. We talked social media just in general. Um, I don't want you to recreate that hour and a half you gave us. Thank you very much. <laughs> but points people should be thinking, you know, we got network marketers that are watching us. We got coaches that are into recruiting or driving camps like I was asking you about. <laughs> Main things you think in general that people overlook maybe in social media or should start thinking about when using social media in, in, in their day to day? Yeah, I, th I think the biggest thing that people don't realize is that social media, it's not just social. I mean, I'm even now looking at Spotify and Pandora as a way to reach people. Um, attention. Attention is on the phone. Social media is a big piece of that. Um, going back to, hey, you have a goal. Your goal is to get signups. Your goal is to recruit, whatever that may be. <clears throat> Excuse me. From there, how can you utilize social media to be able to, again, not get people to buy, but to get something in front of somebody that they say, I do need that, right? Mm -hmm. uh, it's a very cheap and easy way for paid um, mm -hmm. and even for content if you're not paying to get in front of them. So um, what I always say in, you know, when I sat down with you guys is what are your goals? And you guys had a bunch of goals. Hey, mm -hmm. here's a, here's a bunch of great ways. Tactically, there's things that you can learn and tweak. Um, mm -hmm. But overall is understanding I'm trying to reach this person. This is what they care about. Um, this is what I have. And how can I, how can I, again, give them more value um, than, you know, they may give me in a purchase um, and capture their attention. Um, it's probably underrated on its reach um, and its power. Um, and that has a lot to do with, you know, legacy wise TV commercials, you know, TV stations need to be paid. Yeah. So they're going to push a lot of TV ads and things like that. But you know, it's, it's a really powerful tool to be able to do, to be able to reach people and tell your story and really, you know, tell why they should care about you. Um, so I think 
understanding that goal. I think the second thing is understanding your platform. For example, I'm, I'm about to work with somebody who wants to reach college kids. Um, they had been doing Facebook advertisements. Facebook, surprisingly, now is a bunch of old people. I mean, I'm on <laughs> Facebook and I'm not in college and, right. and you know, now. that generation that grew up, right? Yeah. So, you know, if you're trying to reach college kids, Instagram stories, Snapchat, and again, Pandora and Spotify, because kids are listening to Pandora and Spotify while they're studying. Understanding who you're trying to reach and then getting the right message on that platform mm -hmm. uh, is probably the biggest mistake I always see is somebody told me to run Facebook ads, so I ran them. Okay, well, who are you trying to reach? What's your goal? Okay, that's not right. You got to get on the Instagram. Um, and just really think about, think that through, like where does a college kid consume? Mm -hmm. uh, I don't see any college kids on Facebook. I mean, my right. generation of college kids are still on Facebook, but even then, I spend a ton of time on Instagram more than Facebook. Um, mm -hmm. So it's just practically looking at that. Um, is a big piece, but but again, just telling your story, being authentic, and, and getting in front of people is 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 really how you harness that. And it's as you saw, and you're probably seeing, it's a few tweaks, and you yeah. start to get major results. Um, so, for those of you out there, you know, Nick helped us with our some of the things we were doing. The similar, like one of the emails you sent me was get off of Facebook. You're mm -hmm. not trying to get mom, which was awesome. Also, don't forget the spectacles from on Snapchat that we used last week were phenomenal. I know you didn't get yours yet, but they're I supposed to come mine. today. They're supposed <laughs> to come today. I'm literally waiting for them. Oh, um, we used in our coaching clinic last week is, is going to revolutionize a lot of things. And another thing that I took away from you that you mentioned earlier in your synopsis here is, you know what, Linfield ain't doing this, and that's a way to be distinct. It's a way to be unique from our comp competitors. Is how we are now trying to weaponize social media for us so hey wrapping up nick really appreciate you being on how can people follow you get a hold of you because i know from from this content there's going to be a lot of questions a lot of great followbacks for you where are you at yeah definitely um i guess the best way digital wise to get a hold of me would just be hit me up on twitter um and it's just at n lawson l-a-w-s-o-n m-b-a um you know tweet at me you guys have any any questions on social, happy to help. Um, you know, my goal, as, as Kip just said, social is a money ball. It's the way that you can go reach mass scale uh, with whatever you're trying to do where other people aren't. Um, so happy to help out. Uh, and then go check out Squad Sports. Uh, our website is www.squadhq, squad spelled S-Q-W-A-D, uh, hq.com. Uh, check out what we're doing. Um, but yeah, I love chatting with people. Uh, love chatting with you today, Kip. Thanks for having me on. Um, yeah, I hope I hope I hope I was able to add some value today. Um, yeah, absolutely. And I know you added value to the camps and the clinics. We already got people. I'm gonna call them all Nick signups. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's you know, I guess I'll just end on this. You know, the more you can help people, the more you can help them reach their goal, the more you you really get back. Um, so it's don't don't be stingy with advice. Um, Obviously, people got to eat, people got to live, but um, you'll find that the more people you help, the more of that you push out, the more comes back to you. Um, and that's, I don't see that enough of that today in, in, in business. Um, so I was happy that I was able to come in tomorrow, alma mater, and hopefully get you some more recruits and, and all that that's piece. Right. Bearcats helping Bearcats. Nick Lawson, yeah. CEO of Squad Sports. Really appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Anytime.
Cross the Streams podcast. Kip's here. I brought in a guest reactor today because for some reason Kane's on having a baby right now as we speak. So as Kelly, speak. <laughs> oh, I ruined it. I it's okay. No, that's fine. At Kelly Io, at Mrs. Io, my wife Kelly Io is back. She had her whole her own episode on uh, season one. Uh, social media marketing, network marketing master. My wife, uh, also business teacher, North Marion High School. Babe, how you doing? I'm good. I can't believe it's taken this long. To have you invite me back. Well, if you uh, would engage the Plexus Nation and get them to follow the podcast and like the episodes, we'd well, bring you back more and often. Sports. <laughs> it is. Sorry. Today it kind of isn't, uh, but we want to bring Kelly on. Hopefully you had a chance early in the podcast. Uh, this Today's episode, by the way, brought to you by Tom and James Clothing, Joseph McCoy, uh, our podcast sponsor for Season 2, Episode 5. Make sure you get a hold of Joseph for all of your fine suits, clothing, sports coats, everything that I buy for coaching. Joseph's the man. I will say, you do look much better in the suits he provides, since I do not No, you don't. You, you don't have any Leah's, idea. Leah's still learning. She our, does pick tie combinations pretty well. daughter, yeah. She's yes. learning, but he probably does a better job. So, Kane had a chance to listen to my interview with Nick Lawson, CEO, co-founder, uh, Squad Sports, Willamette alumni, Willamette MBA grad. I've uh, been very instrumental in helping the Bearcat Hoop program lately with our social media targeting. But today, they're in C-section right now. Our niece is on the way. Like right now? Right now. Good luck, right Carrie. Now. It'll be all good. Uh, so, obviously, Kane has no time to be uh, doing a React segment. So, Kelly, I want to bring Kelly in okay. and let her listen on purpose. Okay, pause. We're not terrible people. We're after this. Yes. We're headed up to Seattle. Yes, exactly. Let's just be Yeah, clear. the podcast doesn't take precedent <laughs> over the fam. We got some family uh, timing-wise with our calendar today that we yes. can't leave till later. So we might as well get this in now. We'll be there. Yeah, exactly. So Nick Lawson, I wanted Kelly to listen because obviously she's been doing Plexus, the health and wellness company, for the last year now, over a year. So it's been two, over two years. Two years. Uh-huh. Goodness gracious. Two mm-hmm. years. She's kicking ass at it. Uh, and I told her some of the things that Nick has been helping me with, with targeting for our camps, for our recruiting online. Uh, so we've already discussed some of his things, so I wanted her to listen to his interview, and then I thought she'd be a perfect person to come on and react to a lot of the good stuff we talked about in the Nick interview previous. So Kelly, where do you want to start? What's stuck out? What's in your brain right now, babe, about the interview, me and Nick? Oh my gosh, uh, there was a lot. I think a couple. there's a couple things. The first thing is I've done a lot of blazer tours with my FBLA oh, students, yeah, yeah. actually, and I'm taking like a tangent from Plexus, but yeah. I'm also a business teacher, and we've done a lot of uh, blazer tours, mm-hmm. and they have a lot of people come in, and that, what he described about ticketing, starting at the bottom and just making those calls, that's exactly what they describe when we go there. That's what everyone starts out at, and they just work their way up until eventually they get more into the department or niche mm-hmm. uh, that they wanted to be originally so yeah. I, I totally was like oh that's yep that's what I'd heard before yeah um and then uh what really stuck out was at the end when he talked about getting their attention and keeping their attention and adding value to their to the experience, experience. yeah yep and one of the things that he, you know, on that same line of getting attention, like Nick's helped us in our recruiting pitches or even when we're trying to find moms to send their kids to the pro hoop camp about on your phone, swiping up with eyeline, you know, and like when people, when kids, even, you know, 15, 18 year olds or even you and I, because we're not old yet. We're, oh. we're still young. Are we older adults? Oh, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> we're yeah. not young adults anymore. We're not 30 still. Yeah, we're not 40 yet. 
But even like on my phone, if I see an ad, if it doesn't grab me immediately, I'm just scrolling past. Right. So just Nick's done a ton with our marketing, whether it's video versus imaging, whether it's how, how where is the call to action? Is it in the very first fold, I think they say, something like that. Uh-huh. Uh, so that that part really resonated with me on, on that attention span. Because even I know my players, if I send them a text that's more than five lines long, I don't think they're going to yeah. read the last two lines. That's very true. <laughs> uh, what about the inner, go I ahead. I don't read. No. <laughs> Do you think you, in listening to some of that and in you and I's discussion with things he's done for my social media marketing, has that made you take a look at your posts on Facebook, on Instagram? I mean, you've already been really good at it. So, I mean, you're already successful. Had how many people now sign up? Can you say that? Oh, I, let's say I have helped. Yes. Easily 200 people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then my, my larger network of, of, I have a team. Yeah. I mean, we're, yeah, I don't know, close to. Do you think you've applied? You were already doing some of the things that maybe Nick has talked about with me. Some of the stuff you talked about in the interview has that already been things you've seen play out when talking? Because really, your your marketing is strictly social media. It really is. Yeah, I've learned a lot. Let's say, um, and unfortunately, I guess for me, I have a full time job and three kids, and mm-hmm. my husband's a coach. You know, this guy. Yep. Uh, so I don't have the time to devote to it the way I would really like to. And like what you're talking about, that is one of my goals mm-hmm. is because I know it's important. I know how valuable it is. Um, and I know that developing content that speaks to people that captures their attention, it takes some time to create. Mm-hmm. So, um, I haven't been able to create the content that I think I would, would like to, but I have learned mm-hmm. a ton, especially about, the platforms that I need to be on. He mentioned that too. Yeah. Don't be on Facebook if your target's not on Facebook. Yeah, right. So I have um, learned a lot more about Instagram, using Instagram stories mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, and I think that's really helped a lot because that is, for me, it's more of relationship marketing where uh, I want them to get to know me as a person. Mm-hmm. And sharing my life and sharing, you know, things that I enjoy and, and do. Um, has helped me build relationships, which is amazing. I mean, yeah. what a great industry to be in. I get right. to make friends and help people, you know? Yep, it's absolutely. What about the part, you know, you mentioned you're a business teacher. I was a business teacher. Um, the part where he talked about just the interview and all the interviews he went through in, in, yeah. in the early beginning because he's got a great paper profile. You know, Willamette Master's uh, MBA from Atkinson Graduate School, an undergrad degree in arts and design, arts and something like that that he yeah. mentioned. That it, but then he said, yeah. like, none of us, like, I thought it was great training for my players, for your students. Like, if you don't go in there and highlight what you can do, what you are good at, no matter how good your paper profile looks, you're not going to not, not gonna get the job. I thought that was a really good part of the interview. I totally agree. Because uh, especially teaching kids, we do some interview stuff, help them make resumes. And um, it, it's always, I've told them to ask questions. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, what questions do I ask? And I didn't have a great answer for that. Mm-hmm. I'll be honest, I've only mm-hmm. had two real interviews. Didn't get those. <laughs> um, the job I did right. get, um, you know, was a network. Connections, yeah. yeah. So I think that was perfect. Just how can I help you? What are your goals? How does. Mm-hmm. My my skill set, my strength, my experience, how does that help you get what you need? And if I really don't fit, that's okay because now I've built this relationship. They know my skills and hopefully later they'll come looking yeah. for me. 
for a job. I thought that was such good advice. So smart. And I, even thinking about, for me, in recruiting, like uh, I think when we go out and we talk to players, potential future Bearcats, we just puke information out about the program. Mm -hmm. We don't really, we have to do a better job of asking questions about why we might be the best fit. Because really, we're in job interviewing with that player. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I totally agree that that was such good insight. I also thought it was pretty amazing when he talked about pitching to the Winterhawks. And he mm -hmm. didn't have the app. He right. didn't know how to code the app, That's but insane. pitched it, right? Like, that was a definitely a cross-the-street moment. I don't think Kip is in that. Didn't know how to code. No. Didn't know how to do Wait, it. you guys want to buy this from me? HTML. <laughs> like that. I think this would be great. Yeah. Coding, and don't you teach a little bit of that? Yeah. yeah. Not anymore. I used to, though. I learned it from you. Oh, that's right. Remember? HTML for dummies. <laughs> you gave me the basics. Yes. And then I took it a step further, but yeah. Yeah. That, that, was, in, that was just an impressive... Just such a risk, but also, and I also thought of the part where he mentioned, hey, you know, I, I just sold this app to the Winterhawks. We're launching it at a game. It's crashing. Yeah. And in that moment, I'm talking to a WNBA franchise about how awesome this is. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Well, and I think what I got from all of that when he talked about that is how sports played into that. And, you know, they didn't oh, come yeah. up when they could have very easily just said, you know what? That's it. Mm -hmm. It crashed, and I quit, and I give up. And he said, you know, we've learned in years of athletics you have a bad game you yeah. don't quit you practice you get better mm -hmm. you put the time in and he did and look at his business now right yeah. um did you and this goes into just our parenting the part where he talked about the experience at professional games um did you listen to that part where i talked about like even taking lincoln yeah, yeah, yeah to these games, because Leah eventually wants to go, uh, but I know Lincoln at the Final Four, the big screen at the Final Four was so much better this year than it has been in past years for keeping your attention in timeouts, because I think people forget at live events, you don't get the seven minutes to go to the restroom because it's a Ford commercial, you're stuck in that seat, Yeah. and they did a much better job, I'm sure somebody like Nick probably talked to him, and I even got a survey after the Final Four from the NCAA and the NABC, like during the game, during the oh, breaks. That's so yeah, what did you like? And I tried to think like Lincoln, the you know, the younger kids, yeah. what he would like. And now if you imagine like the phone would be interactive with that. Yeah. Holy yeah, that's cow. Such a great experience because uh, I've been with you mm -hmm. to what's that first round? Oh yeah, the first round that they were at the oh, motor center. Let's talk about <laughs> painful yes. between I mean timeouts that are so long and you're watching the same terrible trivia. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't think Just I complained about anything else. Beside, yeah, not even the games being a blowout. Yeah. In-game experience was, aside from the game, yeah, awful. So that's great that he can provide something mm -hmm. that helps them improve that experience. Especially if you're going to have people coming back. They yeah. want to have a good time. And maybe the game's not right. great, but they could do all these other activities and be involved. And just that's the industry impressive. that he's found himself, and maybe, you know, I, I say leader just because he's the only one I know. Yeah. <laughs> but seriously, like, you hear about the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, hockey. How do we want get people to actually get in their cars, take time out of their lives to come see this when they could just do it in their living room? Right. And the fact that, like, that's those are billion-dollar leagues that need people like Nick to provide that service and, and be thinking. I, I would, I'm really intrigued by the problem-solving aspect of that. Like, mm -hmm. here's what people are complaining about. Hey, you, we're going to pay you to solve that issue. Right. Well, we as a society have changed our expectations. Yeah, that's... We expect yeah. to be entertained mm -hmm. at all <laughs> yeah, times. That's our son. <laughs> <laughs> that's me, too. I mean, right. I'm going to go. Yeah. Like, I want to enjoy the experience. And that's 
from the moment you park your car, mm -hmm. you know? You're judging you and grading. Yeah. Yeah. Do I want to go through this again? Mm -hmm. And if they can make that experience better just with a digital app. Yes. Right? Is that? It is. It, <laughs> right? It's on, it's it's on their phone. Yeah. And yeah. you, it, you yeah. can play fantasy like, hey, I'm here. I'm watching Damian Lillard. I think he's going to get X amount of points. Or it's, hey, the bar's open. Second level. Mm -hmm. Get over there. From what I've, you know, I haven't dove, dove into the app yet. Yeah. But even that, that's bleeding over, and I went to, you know, full disclosure, I went to the Avengers for a second time. I made Kelly go to, with it to me, with me to Infinity Wars, the opening night, and then I just went yeah. by myself late night Wednesday. What a great but, idea. It was such a good idea. It was me literally <laughs> by myself in the theater watching Tony Stark. It was awesome. But now, instead of the newbie, you know, the you know the 20 with Maria Menounos, that comes on, but in the corner, right side of the screen now is the video game app. So if I'm uh, sitting in there bored and I don't want to watch... Animal Kingdom preview for TNT's terrible drama show. Yeah. You, I hold my phone up with a droid and I shoot aliens on the big screen. Oh. Somebody had to come up with that idea. Interesting. Yeah. Probably doesn't appeal to you. I was just going to say, yeah. that doesn't sound like but fun. For but for me, going to the Avengers, it's a nice thing to put up. Males okay. in the audience. I don't know what they would do for you going to see a... See, isn't it so much more fun to have me here on this podcast? Because Kane would just be like, yeah, that's cool. So you shoot down my ideas in front of everybody? Well, this, you're just both boys. <laughs> Just like, yeah, cool, aliens, Avengers. Okay, so okay, let's let's go down that. As a mom, if you go to the Blazers game, what in that app would be helpful, do you think? Oh, if it told me where the food is. Well, you will it tell me where the food is? Like what like the act like what types of food? Because I mean it's yeah. not hard to see on the concourse. That'd be so cool. Yeah, like we could go to this for the s'mores. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what else I would want to do. Parking I, I think like, is huge. Well, parking, yeah. Yeah. I think I would read more about the players and stuff in okay. an app, for sure. Yeah. Because um, those are the, the things that I watch on the screen mm -hmm. when the players come on and they say stuff and yeah. they're throwing the ball around. I mean, I haven't been to a Blazers game in a while now, so I can't say You didn't much. go this year, FPLA? You guys didn't, didn't go to the game? We didn't go this mm. year, no. No, that, that is... I know one of the things I stole, I took Leah to a Blade. Was it the... Who did she want to see? It was just the Blazers. She, we just, she won it. Our daughter wanted oh, for yeah, reading yeah. books right. and books and books. But one of the things that was fun, they had like 10, 10 questions for this player, and it was up on the screen. Right. So you got to know that their favorite movie was this, this, and that. Um, so we stole that in our recruiting for so our, our some, players. Some kind of thing on the app where it's like a trivia. Yep. I would, her and I would sit there and play that. Yep. And probably deals on t-shirts in the arena because she wanted new stuff. Oh, and I didn't want to go to the Blazer store. I mean, there's other little kiosks. Yeah. Do this, like this little thing to unlock an activity or mm -hmm. oh yeah anything else from nick the interview his story anything else that stood out to you before we wrap up um there was something you mentioned earlier about sales um but i can't remember now did you notice the verbiage 10x 5x he says that uh, you're, you're that gonna means. get 10x on your like 10 times your oh, investment like a return yeah but that's okay. i'm gonna start using that now so i, so, so I sound smart well, we're gonna get 20x on the camp on this it's going to be awesome. Really? It's like when you told me about Delta. Yeah. Remember? Don't Remember? use it. Can't yeah, it's not it. Delta Airlines. It's about to uh, explain what Delta, Delta is. Delta means change. And somebody. Some, it's a, and it's a triangle symbol. Some pretentious so. person told Kelly that there was a huge Delta and she judged him immediately. I don't like when people <laughs> use the word Delta when you could just say. Right. What a large difference. Yes. <laughs> well, I did notice that about it. But Nick, Nick also talks about printing money. And making money while you sleep, and that just gets me excited about his ideas. Like, you do this, camp's going to print money. 
then I'm going to try it. All right. Just from the verbiage. Yeah. <laughs> I like that guy. Yes. <laughs> he helps us. I know. I know. I am excited to start using this thing. Summer's coming. We've got three more weeks of school, so I'm hoping I can do more for my plexus business mm -hmm. so that it is making me money. Yes. While I'm not working. <laughs> That's my plan. Get to be a mom in the summer, have a great time, and hopefully help some more people. Absolutely. Well, thanks, babe. Thanks for the react. We hit our see the good thing about you too. We hit our time. Fifteen minutes. It's Kane, nice of you to say thanks. I yes. don't remember having a choice. But no, yeah, <laughs> you had to come on. We hit our time. Kane likes to talk too long, so we would have been way over. No, we can do this. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. See you on the other side, Ray.